I had a concept. Actually, <laughs> that's a that's an inside joke. If you are a freelancer of any kind, uh, and a client comes to you and says, "I don't know what I want, but I have a concept." It's like the worst thing you can ever hear. Because <laughs> it's going to be hell. Um, I still remember a guy walking into a, another friend of mine's place. He, the guy was basically did litho camera work, but he also did design work too. For I remember the guy walking in. I was walking out and... My friend said, can I help you? And he goes, yeah, I heard so-and-so. He said, I have a concept, but I don't know I don't know what I want, but I have a concept. And I remember my friend with a straight face going, good. <laughs> I, just, I mean, that was like 40 years ago, 35, 35 years ago. I still crack up about it. Um, anyway, I was reading Bob Lefsetz, and it made me think of my friend Tony Milant. Um we called him the force. Tony, Tony had been, I met him when he was just, had gotten sober and, uh, and I started driving him home and driving meetings and stuff like that. He, he had been a big time manager and producer. Uh, he was the manager and producer of the Fine Young Cannibals and he had won a Grammy, his first Grammy when he was like 23 producing Rocket with Herbie Hancock. And he told me all kinds, you know, we just talked about, he just told me everything about music. and uh, he, he, But he, he lost everything as of uh, heroin, basically. And he ended up living in his parents' house in Alamo. And I met him at a meeting. And uh, we, we got to be very close very quickly. Um, he was a great guy, but uh, he... You know, he, he couldn't, he couldn't, uh, <laughs> I remember he wanted to hear my music, and I gave him Flight of the Atom Bee, which is, I, I still think, a great album. It's 25 years old now, and I think it's timeless. I mean, it's weird, but it's beautiful, and it's just, you know, it is what it is. And and I, <laughs> I remember he he called me up, and he goes, I listened to your album, and I said, yeah, and he goes, what were you thinking? <laughs> and he said, it's, it's really good, it's like music for airports, but who listens to it, you know? Well, funny, strangely enough, music for airports is one of my favorite all-time albums by Brian Eno, but Tony, Tony wanted hits, you know, um, and um, he got so consumed with getting back to where he was, it killed him, ultimately. Um, and I remember talking to him one day, and I said, is it, I can't figure out what's worse, never having been at the top and still wanting to get there, or having been there, and then lost it all in trying to get back there. So I was talking about myself versus him. And 
He just looked at me and shook his head and said, man, you'll, you'll drive yourself crazy thinking about that. He said, just forget it, you know. And I, I remember when, he, when, when after a while and he, his ambition was, he was, you know, when he's first new, you know, everybody's kind of crushed, right? And, and getting, getting clean and kind of rebuilding your life a little bit at a time. But you, you get your, you know, you get your sea legs back pretty soon, you know, after a while, six months, a year. And his ambition came back full force. And at that point, you know, he stopped, he, he started being, you know, I couldn't help him anymore. He, he's a guy that was always reaching up to get up there, back up there. And so he wouldn't return calls and stuff. And it was really hurt. Uh, because uh, I felt like I didn't rate enough to, to him to answer the phone or call me back anymore and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's true, but it really, really hurt. And uh, that, that still happens sometimes today. Um, that, uh, but anyway... Um, but he finally sat me down one day and he said, look, I don't know why you care about me. You know, I'm not a good person. I, you know, I cheat on my girlfriends. I blah, blah, blah. You know, I did all this bullshit when I was making, you know, managing bands and unethical and, and blah. And I, I, and he finally stopped and I said, yeah, but you, you got to the pinnacle of the only world that has ever meant anything to me. And uh, he just gave me this funny look. I don't think he expected that coming. But poor Tony, you know, he died. He, 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 after about two years of sobriety, he went back to L.A., started mending some of the bridges he burned, uh, quit going to meetings, you know, hopped in the limo, quit going to meetings, and... And, uh, yeah, it was like, fuck AA. And then he was, before too long, he was, he was dead. You know, a heroin overdose again. And, uh, I've always, I've always missed him. We, like I say, we called him the force. He, he had a very forceful personality. You see what it takes to make it in that world, so... Um, and why am I talking about Tony? Because I was reading Bob Lefsitz tonight, and you know Bob always writes about music and stuff. And um, tonight, where is it? Oh, did I? Did I? Oh man, he uh, was talking about a book called Tommy Lipuma, who was a producer, and apparently he, uh, I, he was. A, you know, great producer. I've never heard of him. I just, I just downloaded the book. I I do listen to Bob about books, and uh, you know, uh, but there was an article about yeah, Wall Street in Wall Street Journal about Rihanna and Kanye West. They aren't focused on music anymore. Uh, they're uh, fashion and 
selling wine and marketing and merchandising and uh that's what they're doing and i see that with my son and and, and run the jewels they have beer ale they have soda pop i think they're going to market marijuana they have a lot of merch you know that they sell all kinds of stuff and of course of course mike killer mike has his barber shops that's that's really not part of of uh run the jewels though so uh but he's very very proud of those because they actually employ a lot of people I'm, they may be closed right now come to think of it. anyway so yeah the money isn't in making music anymore and uh but it i you know I, i'm just thinking i don't care that's what's important a, a, a song that that you know you hear and it goes into your heart and stays there. I mean that's 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 what matters. And uh, so yeah, and I don't know how Tony. Well, Tony, Tony. Tony always wanted he wanted to make money, which I I get. You know, you have to, you have to, you know, you have to think of the audience, and 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 you know, I, I think I finally learned how to, you know, write accessible music. Um, haven't haven't found the audience yet, or the audience hasn't found me, but but um, yeah, it's a different world, um, and. And Bob, Bob's of my generation, and and you know he does talk about you know when you know when you know music was everything, and it really was. So. Um, it's a strange business. Tony told me one time when he was managing the Fine Young Cannibals that they needed it the album to be number one, so he went to Detroit and he went to a motel and and some guys in suits came to his motel room and he handed them a suitcase with $300,000 in cash in it and the next week the album was number one <laughs> on Billboard. So, But that means if you went into, you know, any big department store or chain store, it would be in the number one slot, and then people would buy it. So I'm sure they got their three hundred thousand back, and then some. Um, so yeah, so I don't know. Um, I, I I don't think I said. Well, maybe I said what I meant to say. Um, I, I can't shake what music was to me fifty years ago or sixty years ago. It's still what it is. It's the same as it is today. So, and uh, I wish Tony were still around. Well, yeah, Tony, I think a lot of people I wish were still around. Anyway, um, yeah. So... If I didn't quite say what I meant to say, I'm sure I will sometime in the future. 
This is Knox riding the wild bubble with you forever. Thank <laughs> you.